0: Welcome to a TEP Talk Bonus pod! That's right, right. folks. We had an incredible episode lined up for you this week. We were going to talk about a little life hack with the Apple AirPods firmware update. But look... Life finds a way. Life finds a way of making other plans. And it just so happens that we are in the middle of a disastrous writer's strike down in Hollyweird. Yes. Fact. You might not have known this. Everything you see on TV and movies has at least one, usually ten, writers. And they all got tired of having their A's kissed and I'm quoting Mike and Nate now. They decided to be lazy POSs and they don't want to work and no one wants to work anymore. Shout out Mike and Nate. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, they want more acai and and a better crafty and um, I don't know what they want.
0: No one knows what they want.
1: Warmer socks.
0: They'll never be happy and the bottom line is they're all saying
1: boo-hoo-hoo, we're not going to write anymore. Are you saying that there is a vacuum right now needing to be filled in Hollyweird? Shout out gaping holes. Shout out
0: Looking to be filled.
1: Shout out Bronson.
0: Here's the thing. These writers, Ted, could be striking forever. You know how writers are. They're so far up no, their own so day.
1: They're so lazy. They're kicking back. They're having the time of their lives. But I wanna work. Oh, I- absolutely. But Tim. Am I hearing you correct? Are you saying it's time for two plucky young dads full of movie wonderlust and magical ideas to get in there for Tesla, hit the 101 and drive all the way up through Franklin Village, right through the Oaks, right through the Celebrity Center, knocking over Tom and Sandy's and then driving up the Hollywood Hills. And then, just like Martin Luther's nailing our screenplay to the Hollywood sign.
0: Ted, that's exactly what I'm saying. Metaphorically speaking, we can't drive to Hollyweird because our Tesla is dead. So, if anyone wants to hire us, they are going to have to come get us. But I do want to say right. Tep Tim reporting for duty, Hollyweird. And Petep Ted chopping in my pencil. Am I right? That's right. Folks. Not pencil. That's right, Ted. Look, we have so many ideas, and none of our ideas really ever
1: get produced. Never. Why? Too real. Too real raw too many dads perverted
0: well yeah i mean that's what they say but the reality is there's just too many writers gumming up the hole but now the hole is gaping they need us because we have hello so many ideas and we're not union and i would love nothing more
1: than to cross that picket line let's do it
0: yeah if anyone knows anyone in hollywood marvin your uncle Worked on, like, Alien 3 or something.
1: Blade 2. Yeah, yeah, one
0: of those ones. Yeah, he was like, did the styrofoam.
1: Built a styrofoam uh, rock, I think. Marvin has a picture of it.
0: Well, Marvin, get your P.O.S. uncle on the horn and hold the phone up to your phone and play him this, because <laughs> Hollywood, hello. Thank you. My name is Tep Tim. I'm a screenwriter. Um, I do television and film. I can write in any genre. And I wanted to just, uh, my friend Tep Ted and I wanted to just pitch uh, to you a few of our ideas Since I know that you're hurting right now and you're going to have to start filling up the hole.
1: Yes, knock, knock. Hello, it's me, Patep Ted. Uh, One half of a very dynamic duo. And can I just say, you might already know my work from a little site called OnlyFans. If you do delve a little deeper, you'll see that I am all across parody, I'm all across reference, and I know that I have the magic juice, shout out Stefan, that you need to reboot your franchise, shout out Sarah. We will do anything. If you want fresh ideas,
0: we got fresh ideas.
1: You want old ones? We got got old ideas. You
0: want reboots? We got remakes? We can do it all. All right, so for example, I got a big pitch here, and I don't want to be indelicate here, but to the Roof Brothers and Kevin Feige, you effed up. Yeah. You killed the G who laid the golden E. For sure. You said, oh, we're going to kill off Tony Starks. We're going to make Avengers over and we're going to do all these big movies that everyone loves. Well, no one gives an S.
1: No one wants them.
0: No one wants to see about the maternals. No. No one wants to see any of this S. They just want the Avengers.
1: We want phase two back. Thanks.
0: Exactly, you need to just call for a do-over.
1: Time to go back. We explain it because it's a multiverse. I think this time we let Tom Holland do his a British accent, yes. and we have Tony Stark's back, and we know Tony Stark can do a little thing called a, a British accent from Sherlock Holmes, and so hear me out. Avengers UK, Avengers UK. Avengers UK, Avengers UK.
0: You could say, oh, so it's the regulars Avengers, go to England, no, never. The regular Avengers go through a multiverse portal. And we explain this by, I think, really quick, we should just knock out a new Doctor Strange movie, get the AI to write it, and that'll explain it. He has a great
1: accent. Let him use it.
0: Doctor Strange can finally be British, too, and stop doing his very cool American accent.
1: Yes, that sounds great.
0: The Avengers get sucked into a hole. Shout out, Hollywood. Shout out, Bronson. And they end up in basically the British Avengers
1: land. I love it. The Avengers are here, and they're British. Aye, mate. I think the portal opens up. They land smack into... To a narrow boat just off Stoke on Trent, and they vlog for a while with their cat. Very slow start to it. And they make their way to Wales and stopping at small little towns along the way. Well, they have to assemble the Avengers. Yeah. It starts with Tony Stark, who's now British, and Spider-Man, who's now British. And they are the only ones who remember that they're the the Avengers. I love this. And they have to go find the various Avengers who are spotted around, like, where's Waldo? Or where's Wally, if you're from where I'm from? and snap them out of their mundane British lives. I think one is a BBC Gardens reporter. I think that's Hawkman. Absolutely. He's hanging out with Monty for BBC Gardens, and he's really good at getting weeds out. Yeah. uh, Because of, you know, he has this hawk eye. And so he'd be going... Now, we visited this garden in spring, and I hope you remember the beautiful folly we had down there. Now, follow me, because around this time in autumn, something truly magical happens. Yep, and then Spider-Man swings.
0: Hi, hey, Orkman. it's me, Spider-Man. Oh, you remember me? Wake up, mate! Hey, come call me here. Iron Man's just like, it's no bloody use, he doesn't remember who he is.
1: And then you see, suddenly, they give him a barren arrow. And he stops, he puts down his stupid trowel, and, and I think he probably shoots Monty.
0: Yeah, well, because Monty, I think, is a is a villain. Always. Yeah, and then they move on. I think that Hulk is judging a pottery show.
1: Uh, definitely. I see his big hands on Raku Week.
0: I could imagine Black Widow's hanging out at Carnaby Circus. Oh, and Thor hits the big bell in Big Ben.
1: Yeah, just beating that bell. I
0: think that Spider-Man, I think that he's like super white and super skinny, but he speaks with a thick British Jamaican accent. Yeah. Who should they fight? Thanos again, probably?
1: Yeah, but he's French.
0: Oh, and it's a Brexit thing. Yeah. Thanos made them Brexit. That's it. Yeah. I think that it would be cathartic for a lot of British people to be able to say it was Thanos it. Who was did
1: Thanos it. did it. I think instead of Nick Fury, we, we, we got to have Boris Johnson and Theresa uh, May. Oh,
0: absolutely. When, when they come through the gaping hole.
1: The Queen greets them.
0: And she's like, thank you so much for coming, Revengers.
1: You've arrived. Just in time to help us get back to you, the England we all knew and love. I'm still alive.
0: Yeah, and she's a mech now.
1: You thought you could get rid of me, you absolute numpties. Well, guess what? I'm a robot now. I think so. And then you know they do they do the double decker bus, the London Eye, the Shard. We need Ali G back, except he speaks normally. I think because I don't understand what he's saying.
0: Well, I can imagine they they go to Glastonbury at one point. Probably Wet Leg is there.
1: I'd love that. I'd I'd also love to see Meghan and Harry back.
0: Well, I think that they bring them back. I think that's one of their
1: missions. That's one of their missions is to bring them back from. Ohio or wherever they are.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think Megan the Stallion's there too. New Megan. Well, Megan the Stallion could play Megan and Harry Styles could play Harry.
1: Oh, this is really good. This is really good. But we're forgetting Megan Trainer.
0: Oh you're right. Megan Trainer should be in there somewhere. Okay, I got it. Megan Trainer plays the queen. She plays Mecca Queen. And I think that I think that Megan's trainer could also like I mean this is huge too and for the producers out there you're going to be wet at the lips when you hear this. This is how you're going to hook people. It's going to be a hit song. And I think over the credits we've got Megan Trainer sampling probably like a Sandy Shaw song like Puppet on a String.
1: Yeah, I think um, so, But yeah. they
0: made the sample just horrible. Yeah. And then there's like a British rapper named like K12 just like oh, "I'm coming" And I think Damon Albarn's on the hook. He's like, And then you comment down. The Avengers are in the UK now.
1: And Rod Stewart's there.
0: I think Rod Stewart plays Iron Man's dad.
1: I like this, yeah.
0: Same way his dad was Roger Sterling from Madman yeah. in the old one, his dad now is
1: Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. And it's just like, oh, sorry, it wasn't more of a father for you. I love this. I think there's one exception to the to the UK crossover. I think Cap stays the same. He's American.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah.
1: But everyone's giving him a hard time. Well,
0: they're doing that thing where they're kind of mean to him and he can't tell if they're joking or just being mean.
1: Exactly, but then in the end, it's it's Cap's bravery and love for freedom that saves the day. I
0: think the UK gets destroyed. Definitely. They sink it. It's all over. I think they all come back through the hole, back to the American dimension, and they're like, oh, wow, I can't believe that all of England was destroyed. At least it was in the multiverse. And then I think Doctor Strange with his very cool American accent
1: is like, no, England was destroyed in every dimension.
0: Yeah, and it's sad. I mean, it's sad. You see a lot of people die because it's rated R. By the way, I should have said up front, it's rated R, shout out your OnlyFans. I mean, that's how we're gonna get an audience. You do have to see everything.
1: I've got a great one here. I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I think we need to do Titanic 2, Surfers of Paradise.
0: Wait, so if I understand you correctly, the Titanic is going down and a bunch of surfers come and save it?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: that, that's so good. I think it's 1915. It's Very cool. Opportunity for steampunk. And Mr. Titanic, who invented the first Titanic, yep. he's obsessed with going again.
1: This time for sure, boys.
0: He's got to do it, and he's got to do it right, and he's got to do it bigger than ever. Yeah, so he yeah. gets everyone back, and it's a loony madcap gang of people who are on this boat. Because you'd have to be.
1: <laughs> you'd have to be cray.
0: They do it again. And of course, they hit another iceberg, and that's where the surfers come in. That's my idea.
1: No, I love that And I think at the end We'll have another old lady Throw another jewel into the sea For the final scene But I think this time She misthrows it It hits a flagpole And bumps back and hits her in the head BING yeah, I think it's a beautiful, funny moment. The scientist grabs the jewel and is like, hmm, I'll be taking that. I think so, too. And I think
0: she takes off her makeup. She takes off her mask. She's not old at all. She's young and young. she's Essie. That, like, is better for marketing, frankly. Because we don't want to get yeah. some old POS. No, I think it's probably
1: Sydney Sweeney. Or Megan Trainor.
0: Oh, yeah, true. That's a great one, Ted. I think there's a lot of movies, a lot of big movies from this year that could use sequels. I mean, Banshees of Insurition. One of them shows up and he's like, or whatever his name is I've just got this letter he's like oh I thought you weren't talking to me he says well I am now I got past me drama now read this letter and he gives it to him and he's like my gosh horseman the Queen wants to see us and anyway, it's a road trip movie. They go to see the queen. Yeah. And I think she probably has a mission for them. Probably. So it'd be a little bit of a rush hour, a little bit of a Shanghai nights situation. You know, the one guy doesn't have any fingers, so there's a lot of humor there. And the donkey's back.
1: Yeah, so th- you're welcome, Hollyweird. That's a free idea. Off the top of the dome. Yeah, that's just off the top of the D. People are thinking, oh, well, that's easy. Remakes, you're using other people's IP. Can you do a original IP? Oh my gosh. And to that, I say, Absolutely. obviously, Are you kidding me? straight away. Yeah,
0: Mr. Hollywood, Marvin's uncle. We have so many fresh ideas if you want to go in a new direction.
1: So fresh. For example, okay, I'm pitching here a bit of a sci fi sort of future, new earth sort of situation. We've got a main character, imagine a dad, mm-hmm. um, but he has a bionic eye and one bionic leg. And I think. One of his hands is a chainsaw, but he gets bionically frozen into the future. But it turns out it's the past, but you don't realize that until the end of the movie. Yep. Um, And I think that the whole thing ends up being in a snow cone dome.
0: In a snow cone.
1: Yeah. And it's called Snow Cone Dome, No Way Home. That
0: one's really, really good. There's a big
1: eye in the sky and and I think uh, a a pit in the ground. And for the half of the movie, they just fall in the pit and sort of... uh, Scream for a long time with a big shaky lens.
0: Fantastic, Ted. You know what? You actually got me thinking about an original idea of mine too. Go for it. Brand new idea. It's kind of a slice of life one. And um, the main character is just kind of your everyman. I mean, honestly, it's almost hard to describe him because he's just so universal.
1: Yeah, I love this.
0: And he comes home to his hometown. And it's like, wow, this place is just how I remembered it. But also, (laughs) was it always this crazy? And he's been in the city. He's done really quite well for himself. But his relationship fell apart. His marriage fell apart. And he's back. And it's like... In some ways, he doesn't quite fit, but at the, at the same time, he's like, I'm home now, you know? And like, he yeah, he has like these this. places yeah. he goes, the cafe,
1: the bar. There's a lot of regulars <laughs> there. Of There's a lot Beautiful.
0: of characters, a lot of cut-ups, and
1: a lot of cards. What we need right now.
0: And people are going to watch it. They're going to be like, how did you come up with that character from the bar who's so funny? I'd be like, that's actually based on someone in my life. Like, you know, it'd be based wow. on, like, I mean, it wouldn't be. I'd say that, though, so it seems real, because it, it'd be much funnier than people I know. So funny. It's just called dead, lowercase d, no caps written like in a typewriter font with a period at the end, dad period, thinking like seven or eight seasons, and uh, I'd love for it to be on ABC. So that's my idea.
1: I love that. I'll tell you what I got. So I'm imagining we sort of start with a plucky bunch of teens, uh, yet they all, at a certain point, they all take out this uh, a sort of like a rainbow popsicle Fused with sort of like a fusion power, and they lick it, and we sort of zoom in on their tongue, follicle, 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 and there's this pop sound as like uh the radioactivity transfers to the tongue, and they, as they're licking, lick, 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 lick so much, they lick harder, lick harder. That transforms them sort of animorph style, but a bit more robotic into uh pop dogs which are dogs mixed with crime fighting candy power i think it's sort of like a candy themed um crime stop show i think they're in detroit but a future detroit there is a robotic cop not called robocop it's called officer robot officer robot officer robot um he's always calling up because he can't do his gd job because he runs out of wd-40 so he's like better call the pop dogs they suck 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 lick 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 because it takes it takes I want to say 45 seconds for the transformation and that's when they're very vulnerable I imagine. Absolutely. I mean and that's that's if they're not, you know, wounded so you can imagine like the Dirty Harry, classic Dirty Harry Sr. is a bank robber thing and he's a, and he's about to eat the hot dog. Well, imagine if, imagine if the hot dog was a popsicle. You're a bank robber, right? You're coming out of the bank and you, and you see a line of teens just furiously licking these magical popsicles, rainbow colored popsicles. And you're like, oh no, here come the pop dogs. They're about to pop my A. Wide open because I'm a crim, and uh, I think that's what happens. But but it just takes a lot of time to get the to get the transformation going. So I think there's a tension there. Will they will they will they lick hard enough on the popsicle to transform into the pop dog in time to stop the bank robbery? That's where the tension is. It's a time based right. temporal crime fighting teen movie in future Detroit featuring robot uh, officer robot. Yeah, fantastic. Tom Holland. Zendaya? I think you'd get Zendaya. You get Tom Holland, you'd get Sydney
0: Sweeney. And honestly, this could be a great vehicle, by the way, for the yes. producer who's listening. This could be a great vehicle for a pop star who's looking to get into acting. Rosalia. Well, I was gonna say I think Megan Trainor could be Officer Robot.
1: Definitely Megan Trainer is Officer Robot.
0: Ted, I love that. Can I do another one of my originals? Please. It's about a guy, young guy, in his 20s, maybe 30s. And he's just that guy, you know, you know, he's just that classic guy. And it's just kind of a slice of his life, you know, he goes goes to his coffee shop. He's got some some absolute cut ups there. These classic characters who are just instantly recognizable. And he has a girlfriend sometimes, but it's very like on again, off again, because part of the show is his dating. And it's just he's a writer, but like he always has a hard time, like getting past his writer's block. And, you know, I think one of the things he has to learn is like really to to trust his own power yeah that one could be a movie definitely could be an indie movie kind of like a jesse eisenstein aubrey Plotzman type funny thing
1: i have another one for you it's called pocket rex pocket rex yeah it's like a imagine if you had a t-rex it had a kangaroo sort of pocket
0: oh see i was thinking tiny dinosaur okay
1: well i think maybe there is a tiny dinosaur as well because in the pocket of the normal size rex is sort of like a like a Forrest Gump style mailman who delivers the letters of America from this pocket he has a pocket the mailman does and that's where the tiny dinosaur is so it's it's a sort of a three in one pyramid of Dinosaur, Forrest Gump style mailman, and then smaller dinosaur.
0: Is this a kids show or for adults?
1: No, it's definitely adult. But I think I think the real tension comes in when you know he's delivering letters as he would, you know, like uh, acceptance to Harvard for an orphan in Arkansas, an Emmy to Emmy Lou Harris in Nashville,
0: a guy who was separated from his high school girlfriend.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so like we follow him doing these things, like oh, he's a prom invitation from the nerd to the cheerleader queen. You know, we follow him doing all these standard american mail drops right and we get a slice of life in each one until the second act oh it's a movie yeah it's it's a four-hour movie until the second act right sequence four where he's he's asked to deliver a bomb to the white house oh wow and i think the whole end of the movie is him being like do i do it do i not am i do i do my job as a mailman in a pocket of a t-rex to deliver this mail? Yeah. Or do I do what's right for my country and not blow up president?
0: And does he mainly deliver letters at night? Because that's when the T-Rex is fastest?
1: Yeah, obviously.
0: Right, okay. I love this. And you know, the main question I have when I hear there's a show about a mailman who rides in a T-Rex's pouch pocket, the main question that comes to mind is, do we get a lot of time exploring the ins and outs of the mail system?
1: We gotta see the sorting room. Am I right? How does the
0: T-Rex become back to life, nuclear bomb?
1: Reverse nuclear bomb. Oh. We start with Oppenheimer.
0: Oh, and that would be a great tie-in, honestly. Let's rush this thing.
1: Absolutely. I think we start with a Christopher Nolan style Oppenheimer moment where he says, what have I done? And then we see a montage of him taking it back, do over.
0: That's amazing, Ted. I mean, That makes me actually think of one of my ideas. This one's a little weird. This one's about a bartender who moves home, and he works at this bar, and all the regulars come in and they have such a funny rapport. Uh, yeah, it's so funny, and it's very relatable. I think a lot of people will watch it and be like, "That's that's actually how my friends and I talk." I love that. It's called Last Call. Great. And I, you know, spoiler alert: there's a love interest, probably Megan Trainer. I think if we could get her, it's like Jerry. What are you doing here? You should be a poet or a, or a famous NBA player or something, but yes, not here. Not here. Not in little Hopeville, New York, town of thirty-three thousand. And he's like, another year, another year. And then she says, Jerry, this is last call,
1: Mm. you know,
0: for your ambition. I love that. And that's
1: called last call. I've got a great one here. I'm calling it Boulder Baby. Okay. So imagine like a baby. I love it. But very circular and made of stone oh yeah and quite large basically it's sort of like a milo and otis sort of thing uh, or a baby yoda sort of thing where we get a lot of giggles we get a lot of fun Our like cutometer is off the charts because we're like wow this baby is so cute but the baby is also a boulder so highly destructive
0: as a viewer it's also comforting because you don't have to worry about the baby
1: no you don't have to worry about the baby i mean the baby literally gets you know like kicked in the face and it doesn't notice it I think a garbage truck just plows into this baby. And it laughs, you know, it because li- it's a yeah. boulder. Well, the truck just crumples. Well, it's sort of, it does the, the classic Batman truck flip. Yep, yep, um, yep, yep, yep. Because of how strong this baby is. I think they try to, you know, they push the baby into a volcano. It had a Bath. It's like a historical piece? Yeah, I think Oppenheimer's there. Well, because I think there's probably a big push to use the baby to fight the Nazis. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's the end of it is, that, is that's what they realize? we got to take the baby back in time. And just roll him through Berlin. I can imagine the baby has a
0: single dad. Classic. I'm getting powerful Bella's dad from Twilight vibes.
1: Yeah, b- yes. Like definitely. I think that this yep. dad,
0: who's just like all he wants is just a crack a cold one, yeah. you
1: know. I imagine he keeps the baby kind of like chained up. Yeah, like a so, like an well, like a giant egg carton.
0: And let's just say you do not want to make Boulder Baby angry because it'll crush you. No. Oh, Ted, I'm sorry. Here, I, I just this just hit me in the most beautiful ending to this film there's a hole in the earth
1: it's gonna blow up it's gonna blow out they put the baby in the hole
0: and exactly i think the baby yeah just i can imagine there's this beautiful scene where the baby's just like put me in the hole yeah because that's a baby's
1: voice well
0: i think he looks like a baby but he's ancient yeah and i don't think the baby's talked until this point i think the dad bella's dad from twilight is like jeez louise you can talk yeah and boulder baby goes i could always talk and i've watched you you have been a wonderful father and caretaker to me.
1: Yeah. But now... I need no more Baba.
0: The time of Boulder babies is ending. It's very sad, and they pick him up with a giant crane and drop him down to the hole, and he plugs it up. Yep. And the earth doesn't explode. I love that. But then, like, the very end, like, maybe the post credit scene is they cut to the hospital, and a woman gives birth to a baby, and the doctor picks it up, and it's like, falls through
1: the floor. It's a new Boulder Baby. Boulder Baby 2. That's what we're making way for.
0: That's amazing, Ted. All right, I got another one here. Yep. This one's called On Call, and it basically follows a doctor. He's the best in the biz, but... <laughs> His personal life, let's just say if he was as good as his personal life as he is at surgery, then he'd have it all. But the sad truth is he does prioritize his work above his personal life. Wow. You know, and, and he has these relationships, obviously, at the hospital. Some of them are kind of funny. There's, It's a little bit of a Scrubs meets ER, where half the time it's funny and half the time it's really serious. Yeah. I mean, shout out Scrubs. I'd love to get Colin Hay and Megan Trainor to do a song for it. And uh, yeah, it's called On Call, and I'm thinking it would run for either eight seasons, or it could be a trilogy of films.
1: Okay, I got one. It's sort of in the young adult space. It's called Hooters, and it's about a bunch of jacked owls. Like, they're ripped? They're ripped. They're very muscular.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Did they start as owls, or were they humans once?
1: No, they were always owls. Okay. But they, they live in medieval England. Sure. But they have this sort of presence of, like modern people it's like medieval england uh and these jacked owls go around helping peasants and everyone else speaks you know of the time but these guys are like f you go f yourself you're an effing moron they're really cool i could see that
0: now i would ask a question when i'm visualizing this when you say jacked owls i'm imagining they are like human size and they walk on two feet like it's almost like legs with an owl torso but the size of a human they have like pecs
1: They've got pecs. I mean, their their arms are wings, but jacked.
0: So, street sharks, basically. Yes. I mean, not to diminish it.
1: No, definitely street sharks.
0: But for owls in medieval England. In
1: medieval England.
0: Okay. Oh, that's an easy pitch, honestly. I mean, street sharks, but owls in medieval England? Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. HBO wants to pick this up. You can use the curses. They can say F-S-C- B- you're a C, a- uh, L- you're a
1: POS. Ask me. You know, I th- I think there's a great scene where like the king brings them in and is like, "I've lost my sword. It was yeah. stolen by the necromancer." And they're like, "You know, go f yourself, you P O S. Get off the throne and talk yeah. to me, you f***ing piece of Yeah. Go f yourself, my liege. And he's yeah, like, yeah. "I don't understand what you're saying." And they're like, "It's that's a good thing, you piece of you f***ing asshole. Yeah, and I think the queen is Megan Trainor.
0: Definitely, I got one. This one's called Home Again, and it's about a guy, middle aged to young middle aged, wow. yeah, and he moves home from the big city, and wow. okay, everyone in the town is just how he left them, and you know, it's an hour long drama. This one's on NBC, and it's quirky, you know, but it's also serious.
1: Yeah. yeah, I love this. I love it. I really love it, Patim. I really do. I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, because, uh, can I just say this first? Yeah. Love these classic ideas. But I also know, because you do talk in your sleep, that that you have a wild imagination, you know? And I'm just, I'm oh. just wondering, let's dial this idea up a little bit more.
0: Okay, well, I mean, I was just yeah. trying to think throw for some, the average. Throw some,
1: throw some pepper on this.
0: Look, I was, you got me. I was trying to pitch something that I thought would sort of have mass appeal. I,
1: hey, niche is in, my friend. Let's get wild.
0: I mean, I've got, I've got my idea for man cat.
1: Do go on.
0: This one's a little hard to explain but basically the premise is what if
1: Garfield were real
0: but it went both ways so when John is awake, Gar name isn't John for copyright reasons, his name would probably be Greg or something like that or, or Pete yep. and when John is awake Garfield's his pet but when John's asleep Garfield's his owner and the show sort of splits between their two realities and wow. it's impossible for them to know which is the real reality You know, I mean, the the climax, the tension, like you were saying with the pop dogs, the tension is, of course, you know, John thinks I've got to kill this cat because it's giving me these dreams. Right. But then he realizes, wait, when I dream, if that's real, what if I'm in his dream? And what if by killing him, I kill myself? What if I eliminate my own consciousness by killing him? And there's this beautiful moment where he's got the shotgun and he's got the shot lined up. And it kind of, he sort of realizes in this moment, because there's a Martian.
1: It's a Martian.
0: It's up above the house and it beams light down through the house and gives him this epiphany that he might be in Garfield's dream. The cat's name isn't Garfield and this would probably be Marcus. And he just wants to kill Marcus so bad.
1: Marcus and Greg. So let me just, so, so hang on, can I just recap? Yeah. Your idea here. Cat man slash man cat. There's a slash like Nip Tuck. I'm imagining someone like a Joachim Phoenix playing this role.
0: Uh, that would be my dream. Him or Luke Wilson.
1: Okay, so so let me just recap what you've got here. You've got a man and a cat. They have a Garfield type style relationship, but it's fully realized in in 3d
0: yeah it's live action obviously live action yeah this is like an a24 production i'm thinking
1: yes in one instance of waking life one is the master and the other one the cat
0: yes and in the other
1: instance the other is the cat master and the human pet
0: yeah and thank you for giving me this chance to clarify in marcus's dream It's not that he's a cat. He's a small human. In in that world, the cats are the masters.
1: And the cats, what, like big?
0: Like eight feet tall. Yeah, exactly.
1: And ripped. Oh, and he's still a cat, but he lives in in a land where cats are large and they take yeah, exactly. care of humans. Exactly. This is all predicated on a Martian beaming light.
0: No, 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 house. no. The Martian comes in later to give him that, That the Martian gives him the epiphany that if he kills the cat, he might kill himself because he doesn't oh, know which one's the they master. Are, they, they
1: could be one and the same. Can you say more about this Martian?
0: The Martian is very bad. And it, I can't say too much about it. Why? I can't. I don't. I don't know how to say it. It's just a very bad character. Hmm. This is useful, actually, Ted, because I, a lot of this should be clearer. I need to. I do still need to get my elevator pitch a little more honed. Is there a road trip involved? It's so funny you ask me that because this Martian, when he realizes he can't know, right? He's like, oh my gosh, he has this moment, this, like, second act moment, which is like, oh mm. my gosh, am I in the cat's dream, or is the cat in my dream? And then he's like, oh my gosh, wait, have I ever actually been awake? So then he has to go see the witch. Or, I mean, it's just an old w- woman who is functionally which witch. It's old magic. right? So okay. he has to go there, but the whole way there, he can't sleep. Because if he falls asleep, he might be in the dream, and he knows if he dreams, the cat's gonna kill him.
1: Right, okay. Because so the, the cat, cat has become him. sort of a sinister presence now. So
0: you know how Garfield can talk and we can't always tell if John can understand him yeah. it's exactly like that the cat
1: thinks things and he can hear I love this half the time he does its mouth doesn't move but a voice comes no out his of mouth it. doesn't move what does the cat sound like when it speaks telepathically it's so
0: quiet that's what makes him not sure if he's hearing it or not because it's a lot of just like oh my god it oh 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 mainly just says don't look at me but, of course, in the dream, the cat can talk and he can think. And he's just screaming.
1: Okay. Silent scream?
0: Uh, well, he doesn't move his mouth. It's just, like, his face screaming. Okay, he's cool, 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 cool. But the, cool. But the I, face doesn't The eye move. scream. And I think Megan Trainer could play the cat,
1: definitely. Definitely. And
0: anyway, at a certain point, he sort of realizes that he can't kill this cat until he finds out who's dreaming.
1: So, let me get this straight. So, he, then he has to- He's got to visit it. one of the old ones. He has to visit one of the old ones. It, what are they? Have like, yes. five of them dotted around America? There's
0: five of them, but someone's killed killing them. That's the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, okay, so fair enough. So someone's killing the what, old ones, like one. a
1: black rider?
0: We don't know. So in the news, we've been seeing these things, which is like unprecedented earthquake at Mount Rushmore. Hmm, interesting. Right. Or like strange flooding in Vermont. And it doesn't make sense, but we sort of realize these old ones are being killed. And wherever they're being killed, that's where these strange natural disasters are happening.
1: Right, okay. So, so he's got to
0: get to one of the old ones. Because it. the thing is, is the cat causing all this like that's what we don't know right so he you know it's a road trip he has to go to find the last old one they drive and every town they pass through is is empty and and there's a real sense of death and he can feel that if this last old one is gone the last gatekeeper then he knows that it's the end and he knows part of him knows that's what the martian wants part of him knows that the martian wants this to happen because the end has to come. But he still has this sense, which is, if I can just get rid of this cat, then I can I can maybe end all this. Because some of it is coming from this cat. He knows for sure. And, and they drive sort of into the night, and there's no one left on right. Earth, really. I mean, there's that strong feeling. And he can't sleep, obviously. No. And when they finally get there, he goes to the door, and there's this sense of like, what am I saving. That's the turning point, and he opens the door, he sees the old one, and he basically gets angry with the old one, and the old one is saying, I won't do it, I won't tell you, I won't tell you what you need to know, because there's nowhere to go from there. You don't want to see what happens. And he ends up killing the old one by accident, but, like, not entirely by accident. It's like he he doesn't mean to, but he also doesn't stop himself, and, and that's what the Martian wanted. And you realize that none of this was about protecting the man. It was about pushing him to this inevitability. And as the old one dies you sort of see the light and the old one just has this deep sadness and he's you know because he was the last one the last gatekeeper and suddenly there's this piercing sort of drone that comes in and the man has a real like what have I done what have I done quality and then it's like yes what have you done he turns around and the cat now the dream cat is there with him he's and he's not tiny and, and but the cat is big the cat's full man size, buff and the cat is just like I've been waiting for this day for a really long time. And then we sort of go to black on that, except like just barely visible in the black is the Martian's face.
1: So what's the sequel?
0: In the sequel, he moves home to his hometown Maybe all the yeah, time that's the show anyone in weird who's listening those are just some of the ideas we have that's only about a you know half an hour's work like we could come up with probably 10 times as many episodes for if you gave us a, a salary
1: yeah a good salary too I'll just add you know like we don't work for free
0: no 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 I mean I want to be paid I want some
1: benefits and some residuals well yeah I mean, if we're gonna be writing all this stuff I mean we're doing all the work right you wouldn't actually have any movies without us yeah right exactly so it's just like Get on board.
0: it needs to be just fair it doesn't need to be that much it just needs to be fair so you know do all that and we are yours and uh, to all those hollywood writers
1: shame on you get back to work
0: and hey if you like what you hear marvin's uncle or whoever's listening to this uh you can find us in the petco parking lot in our tesla where we live we'll see you next week folks Goodbye. Bye. Oh Ted, you didn't tell them your idea for
1: the sailors, the sailors who are babies? Well, I know Jim Cameron did a lot of work in new water technology, but I just don't think it's there yet to get the dribble right.
0: Right. And I, I'm still not clear. Are the babies drafted or were they turned into babies?
1: I think it's a mix.
0: See, this is I'm glad you didn't pitch this. This idea needs finessing. It needs to be clear. They either need to be full-grown men who went through a portal and became babies suddenly or the U.S. is losing a war, they need people to fight, so they start drafting babies, which I think is cuter.
1: I do think that's cuter. It's like a boss baby sort of scenario, but this is an adult show.
0: Well, in that case, then, they should probably be sailors who are turned into babies so it doesn't hurt so bad when they die. I think we could do with another X-Files reboot. Yeah. Like, just try again. I think they should both have more plastic surgery. got me thinking about an original idea of mine go for it well it's part of a trilogy it's called the ring adventure trilogy so it follows the adventures of this quirky guy he's a dad his name is don dingle
1: shoes or no shoes no shoes love it
0: and it takes place in this magical land where there's unicorns and like big apes dolphins dolphins yeah don dingle has to get all of his friends
1: together the old one
0: there's an old one two skinny ones a hot one A short one, a skinny hot one, another hot one. Super hot one. Another short one and a fat one. And I mean, basically, I don't want to go into all the details here, but basically they have to um, pass through the 12 realms in order to Mm -hmm. get to the Cavern of Insanity, which is where Morgoth lives. They're being chased by mummies.
1: Oh, I love this. Can the second one be called Double Trouble?